Okay. Back with the show, another segment of the PBL Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Of course, please do visit our website, pblpodcast.com, and click on our link to our YouTube channel and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We're growing very fast. Um, ton, I mean, like 200,000 views within the last few days. So, yeah, we're a small channel. It's still growing. So with your help by subscribing to the channel, help us grow even more. So please, if you could, just get on our website. PBL podcast, the PBL podcast.com and click our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. And you can find us on YouTube as politics and Brown liquor. Okay. Back to the debate again. I, I'm, I'm no, I'm not winning over any friends with my criticism of the debate last night, because here's why, as I explained, I'm frustrated. I'm extremely frustrated. I looked to my mother-in-law who watched it with me and I said, he's losing the debate, meaning Trump. I go, this isn't going to help. And it's not. And this is a razor, razor thin election. Now, I know a lot of people will say, don't believe the polls. The polls are meaningless to useless. And I'll agree when it comes to the national polls. National polling is useless. It really is. You cannot determine an outcome based on national polls but you can see trends based on local polls so i watched the local polls the battleground states specifically and the trends have been very good for trump meaning if you listen to the show you know what i'm talking about meaning that at this point in time biden is underperforming where hillary clinton was in these battleground states and trump went on to win so now that we've had this debate last night, will that change the trends? We won't know overnight. We'll know uh, in uh, probably about a week because you know, got to let the polls kind of happen. You know, it takes a little bit of time to collect all the data, put it out there. So we'll know probably a week, maybe a half a week, where the trends are. But definitely by next Tuesday, we'll see the trends. We have 34 days until this election. We don't have a whole lot of time. Now, my concern and my frustration, that's not my concern, it's my frustration is that the left has gone so far to the left that I'm, I worry for our nation if they get elected. Now, when I mean they get elected, obviously Biden if Biden gets elected to president, that means the left will hold the presidency and the House, because I don't see the House going back to the GOP in this election. Now, I'm going to dig into some numbers and see, but I, right now, on the surface, I don't see how the right will win back, I believe it's 17 seats that they need to get the House back. Now, it could happen. But with performances like last night, it doesn't help because there's there's coattails that ride on elections. So if the pr president did phenomenal in the debate and people were excited about it and excited and people are excited about Trump, don't get me wrong, but it, it this doesn't help in the coattails of bringing people to vote down the line. Now, maybe it will. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Email me, thepblpodcast at gmail.com and tell me I'm all wet, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm already having people on social media sites basically saying I'm all wrong that uh, I shouldn't criticize the president. No, 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 no. We should criticize the president. We absolutely, whether you agree or disagree with the president, we have every right to criticize the president. We, we're the ones who elected the president. So we, we have every right to look at this and go, man, that wasn't good. Because if if Trump loses the presidency and Joe Biden is in the White House, his radical leftist minions around him will be the one running the show, not Biden. That is what scares me. And we are on the bubble of losing the Senate. 
they're the, the the Republicans have a three seat advantage in the Senate. They have fifty three seats to the left's forty seven. Yeah, two are independent, but they vote Democrat. They caucus with the Democrats. We have right now five Senate seats on the GOP side that are on the on the bubble of of going to the left. You got Collins in Maine. I, I can't see how she's gonna hold her seat. Even though she's coming out against voting for Amy Coney Barrett. Uh, you've got uh, Garner in Colorado. Um, you've got Tillis in North Carolina. Those are the three ones that are really on the fence. And there's a couple of more that a couple more that I talked about in um, uh, my podcast last week uh, or yesterday, actually. And then you've got Alabama, which is going to go back to the Republicans, but you've got five GOP seats that are on the bubble. So if all five go to the left, that means the left has a majority in the Senate. And if they have a majority in the House and a majority in the Senate, they're going to impeach Trump if Trump wins re-election. But if Trump doesn't win re-election, that means the left have all three. Now, what they don't have, and I guess this is by the grace of God, it's they don't have and they won't have the Supreme Court. But they're talking about packing the Supreme Court. So if the left has the House, the Senate, and the presidency, they'll pack the Supreme Court. Now, if you don't know what packing the Supreme Court is, it means they'll just put more justices on the Supreme Court. There's nine currently. So if they put two more that are up the far left, <clears throat> instead of having a 6-3, you've got what? A six five. It's not enough. They need one more. But you got Roberts, who's kind of wishy washy. So let's say they put thirteen. So if they add six more justices to the court, and legally they could do this, now you've got a packed court for the left. And how do you unpack it? FDR tried to pack the court when he was uh, president, and he was thwarted because they didn't have all the levers of power we give the left all the levers of power and we lose that's why i'm frustrated i'm frustrated because that doesn't look like the right can win back the house it and it and it's looking very shaky in the senate and now it's looking very shaky for the presidency and you wonder why i'm frustrated why i'm worried I mean, I support this president 100%. Uh, he's, yeah, I, he's inarticulate. He's crass. He, he lives on the surface of uh, knowledge, you know. Uh, but he, he has done so much for this country. Um, his judicial picks have been phenomenal. And I know a lot of people pick on Kavanaugh, but, you know, even Kavanaugh, you know, you don't have to agree with everything everybody does. But Kavanaugh is a decent man and he is more conservative than he is not. Uh, you know, Gorsuch is great. And I think Barrett is a phenomenal pick. I mean, it's a bold pick. I mean, he could have went with a safer pick, but he went he went all in with Barrett. So if he loses the election, we at least have the Supreme Court. But if the left win all levers of power, they're going to pack the court. They've said so. And, and Trump had the ability last night to get Biden on record. And that right there was what went wrong with this debate is Trump did not get Biden on record for just about anything. He, His, his constant interruptions allowed Biden to speak less.
we needed Biden to speak more. Yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry. I am frustrated. So, all right. So some, let me play some more clips if you didn't see it. Uh, and if you did, you know, this, uh, these clips kind of bring it back of what really happened and what was going on. So here's another one where Wallace jumps in after Trump and Biden have continuously interrupt each other. And uh, here's Wallace trying to get control of the debate. It's a very important Try to question. Be no, I, I stood up. No, stood I, up I, the answer to the question is no. Ukraine. No, I, sir. With a billion dollars, if you don't get rid of the Trump, you know what? You're really not true. You're, 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 you're doing it. You're going to have take. true. Gentlemen, is, I, I hate to raise my voice, but I feel it to be. Why should I be different than the two of you? So here's the deal. We have six segments. We have ended that segment. We're going to go to the next segment. In that segment, you each are going to have two uninterrupted moments. In those two interrupted minutes, Mr. President, you can say anything you want. I'm going to ask a question about race, but if you want to answer about something else, go ahead. But what we, it, we, I think that the country would be better served if we allowed both people to speak with fewer interruptions. I, I'm appealing to you, sir, to do that. Well, and him too. Well, frankly, you've been doing more interrupting. Well, that's than right, but he does plenty. Well, less than <laughs> sir, less does than plenty. No, less than you have. Let's please continue on. Um, yeah, Wallace lost control of this debate long, long time ago. I mean, early on, Wallace lost control, and uh, he, this was indicative of the debate. Um, Wallace, somebody tweeted out, JT Lewis tweeted out, Chris Wallace interrupted Trump 35 times last night. Now, he went on to say he didn't interrupt Biden once. You know, I, I, I don't recall him actually interrupting Biden. So Wallace was the biggest loser of this debate. Absolutely the biggest loser. Trump did not win, regardless of what PJ Media is put in their their title trump wins if you take out clips like i'm doing here actually trump looks better but if you watch the debate trump just looked horrible now even the new york times uh waited you know leftist rag you know they're just horrible even that even they kind <clears> of <throat> said some of the same things you know their headline is who won the presidential debate political observers observers weigh in so it goes on to say as little as anyone can see to agree on these and as little as anyone can seem to agree on these days one thing liberals conservatives independent observers alike said was abundant clear after the first presidential debate on tuesday night was that there were no winners america lost they say um no i disagree with that <clears throat> uh there were there was a winner and i hate to say it but um the biden camp won they didn't win on points they didn't win on performance they didn't win on anything he said they won because he was allowed not to continue to talk and not not to show whether or not he has cognitive decline so the biden campaign also was given cover to say we're not going to do any more debates so they absolutely won wallace lost and i hate to say it trump lost too but you pull out what some of the things trump said and if you put him in standalone he absolutely was spot on is right but he lost the narrative of the debate uh, lester holt on nbc called the evening a low point in political discourse oh it's such nonsense it, it wasn't a low point in political discourse actually what should have happened as i said is they should have just let the two guys go at it and then you would have saw trump i'm sorry biden completely lose it this cheese would have slid off that cracker like we all know is happening and then you got cbs CBS, this is a poll they did. 
and and, and this <laughs> this is indicative of what's wrong with uh society right now the poll was how did the debate make you feel very excited to tell you about a partnership I have with Hollywood casting director, Kathy Rinkin. Now, Kathy, who's been in the Hollywood business since 1994, casting for films and televisions, has put together a workshop where she takes her acting chops and teaches business professionals charisma coaching. Now, Kathy has been working with actors for years, teaching them how to be more charismatic on camera. So why is charisma coaching for you, if you are in business and you are in front of people or your staff, your team is in front of people, whether it be through networking, public speaking, or even dealing with the media on camera, charisma coaching will help you uncover your natural sexiness. Yes, I said sexiness. It'll help you create chemistry in the room by making about the other person. It'll show you how to express vulnerability and still show strength, as well as control the adrenaline rush when they're either with a crowd of people or, again, talking with the media in front of camera. So if you are in business and your team is out there interacting, or if you want to develop a skill set where you're comfortable in front of a crowd and a camera, then contact Kathy at youritfactor.net or reach out to her via phone at 720-985-8852. That is youritfactor.net. You you're going to love this workshop. Feel. How did it make, make you feel? 69% have said annoyed, 31% entertained, pessimistic 19%, and 17% said informed. How did it make you feel? It shouldn't be about what, this is the problem we have right now. Everything's about feelings. This shouldn't be about feelings. We should, we should have had a more contentious debate. Wallace should have just set, should have just threw out his script, his plans, and let these two guys go at it. There's no feelings there. Because this is this is high stakes, people. I mean, do we have feelings? Absolutely. Am I annoyed and frustrated? Absolutely. I'm, I guess I'm part of that 69%. But the bottom line here is we're polling feelings? Oh, goodness gracious. And then, you know, I started browsing some of the local news sites. Uh, just uh, you see what's happening uh, across. To, this is from um, KYME. I'm not even sure where it came out. This just caught my attention and they did a hits and misses from the first trump biden debate hits this is what they said on hits this space is being intentionally left blank that's right that's that's their hits this space is being intentionally left blank this was an absolutely awful debate that did absolutely nothing to educate the public about the two candidates and what they would do if given four years to serve as president of the united states and again this is going to be how the Biden camp gets out of more debates. Here are their misses. Donald Trump, Chris Wallace, debate rules, Joe Biden. At least they put Joe Biden. The former vice president started slowly, and he did start slowly. And if they would have, they being Trump, actually let him speak, we would have seen the cheese slide off. <clears throat> but we didn't. Uh, other misses, future debates. There's supposed to be two more debates. So they got this right. There, there may not be any more debates. Other misses, political lovers. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to go with that one. Uh, I, I love politics, been watching it for decades, and I would have wanted to see more of a contentious debate. Um, here's from the Palm Beach Post. Will you shut up, man? Five takeaways from the slugfest between Donald Trump and Joe Biden in Cleveland. Yeah, so uh, 
Proud Boys is one of them. Wallace asked Trump if he was willing to condemn white supremacists and militia groups and urged them to stand down from adding to the violence and social upheaval that have, quip, that have swept the streets of cities like Portland, Oregon, and Kenosha. Uh, Trump goes, I'm willing to do that, but I would say almost everything I see is from the left, not the right wing. <clears throat> I agree with Trump on that. I mean, th these riots, this is BLM and Antifa. So that was a miss on Trump's part. I mean, he said the right thing here, but what, what, why are we giving all this attention to white nationalists and supremacists when it's such a thumbnail of what's going on and glossing over uh, other points? You know, Biden interrupts Trump by saying, well, you shut up, man. You know, that was that presidential on Biden's part? Nope. But it got completely washed over and that, you know, <clears throat> it's probably going to help them. The left, that's red meat for the left. And then families wasn't off limits. So Trump or Biden, this was a huge missed opportunity on Trump's part. Biden was talking about his son, Bo, who passed away, who was in the military, who uh, has a good military record. And uh, bringing up that Atlantic article where Trump call, allegedly uh, dissed the military when it's a fake article. And Biden brought that up, and Trump countered it by bringing up Hunter Biden. Well, first of all, Trump, you know, this was one of the big problems of Trump's performance, is he was just on the defense the whole time during the debate. And uh, Biden was able to stay on the offense. He wasn't called for the Atlantic article, he should. And then Trump brought up uh, uh, Hunter Biden getting three and a half million dollars from a, a Russian oligarch. Biden said that's false. Well, that, that's not false. There's a lot of proof. And he hasn't come out and, def you know, disproved it when there's a lot of proof that Hunter Biden got three and a half million dollars from a Russian oligarch. And again, that that went to the wayside. And then there was this exchange. Um, where Trump brought up Hunter Biden's drug addiction and Biden said this, my son, like a lot of people, like a lot of people, like a lot of people, you know, at home had a drug problem. He's overtaken it. Biden said he's fixed it. He's worked on it. And I'm proud of him. I'm proud of my son. You know, there was one political, one pundit who said that that was probably not scripted, that that wasn't practiced by Biden. Bullshit. That, that, that line was practiced by Biden. That line was absolutely scripted on Biden's part. They were waiting for that to come up, and Trump gave him gave him that. So one of the things that I said going into this debate was that I believe that Trump, um, or I say I believe that there was talk where Biden was over preparing or preparing, taking all his time off to prepare, and Trump wasn't doing any pre preparation. And I, I tend to believe from this debate that that was true. I mean, Biden was prepared. Trump was doing what Trump does. He goes by instincts and he goes by, you know, seat of his pants. You know, I give him his style, but <clears throat> this was a bad debate. So the um, Palmieri report, uh, he, this is from the Palmieri report, comes out. He's got the DNC talking points. He said DNC debate talking points have leaked. So this is coming from a Twitter user called Comfortably Smug. And this he's got like several articles or several documents, <clears throat> excuse me, that um, 
are the talking points going into debate. So it's debate topics and facts. The debate will feature six 15-minute segments, as we know. And this is what the document is talking about. And here's points in the documents. Coronavirus. It's got all the bullets for coronavirus. Trump lied to the American people and uh, downplayed the coronavirus for months. And now over 200 Americans are dead. These are all the talking points going into debate. It's got talking points for the economy. It's got a talking point for the Supreme Court. But for example, in the talking point from the Supreme Court, while Republicans and Trump have dragged their feet getting relief to millions of Americans affected by COVID, see, they bring up COVID, and Trump's recession, they are rushing to confirm a new justice because they believe they can overturn the Affordable Care Act. Biden followed these to a T. This was Biden's script. All these talking points that went out before the debate, this was Biden's script. So the, the Democrats... They were prepared. I'm sorry to say the Republicans were not. So, um, like I said, I'm not going to win over any friends with my um, opinions about the debate last night. And I'm sorry that the podcast today is just all about the debate because it's important. Again, let me recap what I believe is going to happen now. Uh, I think the Biden camp is going to pull out of the debates, the upcoming debates. I don't have any insight on that. It's just my opinion because this gives them this debate performance gives them coverage. And the media's response to the debate also gives them coverage. So I, I hope I'm wrong because if there are two more debates, then it could change the trajectory back to favor Trump. And I'm not saying it's changed it now. I don't know. We haven't seen the numbers. Again, I follow the trends. The trends all say right now prior to the debate, that Trump's going to win. Uh, so debates, do debates matter? Yeah, debates matter. Debates matter a lot, especially in an election like this. This isn't going to be a landslide election. If, uh, if you're one of those that are in the camp that um, Trump's going to win by a landslide, it's not. I mean, the numbers don't add up to landslide elections. Landslide elections, I'm not sure right now if we're – in a position where we can't even have landslide election because the country is so polarized left and right. The people in the middle are so few right now. It's all about energizing a base and getting them out to vote. Now Trump's face, Trump's base is energized. Trump's base is going to vote <clears throat> regardless of the performance last night. Trump's base is energized. Biden's base was not last night's performance at the debate could possibly energize the left because they they saw a bully in trump and they saw uh biden not decline they saw biden being presidential even though he says come on man and called trump a clown a few times told him to shut up i'm sorry that biden's performance was above what people thought his performance would be so therefore by default biden won the debate we got two more and I hope and pray that those debates happen because there will be different debates. Now, if you recall um, Romney and Obama, the first debate, oh, Romney eviscerated Obama. I thought Obama was going to cry. It was so bad. And then the next debate, Obama eviscerated Romney, and that was the lasting impression. And Obama, of course, won that election. <sighs> so yeah, I'm frustrated, frustrated, and and uh, I just wish it would have went a different way. Uh, I wish there were 
I wish I was on this today saying there's Biden's decline. That's what I expected. That's what a lot of people expected. And it was there, but it wasn't allowed to happen. So anyway, uh, I'm going to get into different news. We, you know, there's obviously more news that has happened. Uh, you know, <clears throat> just a couple of quick bullets. Uh, Cindy McCain, you remember her? This is uh, John McCain's widow. Uh, she's been added to Joe Biden's advisory board. So she is full on gone to the left. So we, she was already um, a never Trumper, but now she's on John McCain's advisory board. We have some ballot issues too. Nearly 100,000 Brooklyn, vo Brooklyn voters got wrong ballot return envelopes. So we've got issues with the mail-in voting. And we've been seeing this over and over where we've seen ballots on the side of the road. So, <clears throat> you know, this is, is this worrisome? Well, the good thing is that they were found and there are 100,000 uh, wrong ballots were found out. So we can hope that all of this will happen. But here's the big news that is completely uh, going to go under the wire because of the debate performance. Uh, this is from J John Solomon's Just the News. And here's the headline. U.S. Intel referred Clinton campaign to FBI alleging it concocted the Russian collusion story. So I'm going to put this one in my show notes. And basically, John Solomon does some phenomenal reporting over there. Uh, but here's parts of the, um, the article. U.S. intelligence developed evidence from Russia in the summer of 2016 that Hillary Clinton had personally approved a plan to concoct the Russia collusion narrative in an effort to harm Donald Trump and distract from her email scandal, according to an explosive document made public Tuesday by the director of national intelligence. Uh, it goes on. U.S. officials became so concerned by the Clinton campaign's conduct that they referred the matter to the FBI for investigation well before the election and before the Bureau pursued the concocted story as grounds for getting a FISA warrants targeting the Trump campaign and evidence Carter Page. Uh, the DNI, DNI John Ratcliffe's letter shows. In late July of 2016, U.S. intelligence agencies obtained insight into Russian intelligence analysis alleging that U.S. presidential candidate Hillary Clinton had approved a campaign plan to stir up a scandal against U.S. presidential candidate Donald Trump by tying him to Putin and the Russians' hacking of the Democrat National Com Committee. Ratcliffe wrote Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Lindsey Graham, the IC does not know the accuracy of the allegation or the extent to which the Russian intelligence analysis may reflect exaggeration or fabrication. So <clears throat> we have evidence coming out that Hillary Clinton was the one who concocted this whole Russia scandal to, to, to smear Trump to help with the election. Now, it's all coming out. We don't know yet, but <clears throat> we also know from this, or actually we don't know from this report, Obama was briefed on this. Ratcliffe told the Senate that former Central Intelligence Agency Director John Brennan created handwritten notes showing he subsequently briefed President Obama on uh, and other senior national security officials on the intelligence, including the alleged approval by Hillary Clinton on July 26, 2016, of a proposal from one of her foreign policy advisors to vilify Donald Trump by stirring up a scandal claiming interference 
by Russian security services. And they're doing it again. Russia, Russia, Russia still out there. We got this piss poor debate. And this, what I just showed you, should be explosive and all over the place. And unfortunately, it's probably going to go into the radar. And we got 34 days left. If Biden wins, what I just read to you, nothing happens. If Trump wins, what I just read to you will blow up. That's how important this election is. Thanks for listening. Sorry, it's all about the debate. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it's a wishy-washy word. I didn't lose anybody over this. Uh, I hopefully didn't lose any friends over this. But my opinion is, it was a bad debate. It was a bad debate. And I fear this gives Biden cover to cancel the next two. And I think that's what's going to happen. Anyway, thank you for listening to the PBL podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. As the dogs often ask, please visit our website, thepblpodcast.com. Click on our YouTube link and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. If you are a YouTube user, you can find us uh, under the header Politics and Brown Liquor. Thanks for listening to this episode of the PBL Podcast. Woof. Cool.